The following audio is from Christian Heritage Church. More information about Christian Heritage Church is available at chctoday.com. Psalm 92. I want to talk to you for the next few minutes about the mystery of thanksgiving. It's interesting that when you look at the holidays we have on our calendar that we celebrate as Christians, truly the, the one that means the most to us as Americans may be thanksgiving. It was founded out of an attitude of gratefulness and thanksgiving to God for His blessing, for His favor, for taking the pilgrims from out from under the tyranny of the Church of England and giving them the opportunity to worship freely and openly in a brand new land. I love the fact that we were founded upon thanksgiving to God. Can you say amen? Recognizing the power that's in giving praise and honor to the mighty God. You know, when I, uh, when I think about Thanksgiving, I'm reminded of the traveling salesman who uh, pulled up to an old farmhouse one day, and when the farmer came to the door, the salesman had noticed a three-legged pig kind of hopping through the yard, and before he started giving his pitch, he said to the farmer, tell me about that three-legged pig. The farmer said, well, that's a really special pig. That pig, about a year and a half ago, our house caught on fire, and he got into the house, and he woke all of us up, and we got out alive because of that pig. That's a special pig. And then he said, uh, a while after that, my, my oldest son was down at the creek, and he couldn't swim, and he was drowning, and that pig jumped in and pulled him out to safety and saved his life. That's a special pig. The salesman said, that really is a special pig, but tell me, why did you just have uh, three legs? Did he lose one in one of those heroic efforts? And the farmer looked at him and said, oh, no, a pig that special? We can't eat him all at once. (laughs) Thanksgiving. Something to be thankful for. Psalm 92, verses 1 through 3, the Bible says these words. It's good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. Look at verses 1 and 2 one more time. It's good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness every night. I want to talk to you about the mystery of thanksgiving. What happens in us and around us when we be determined to be a people who give thanks to God? The psalmist said it's good to do. Well, there's got to be a reason why it's good. There's got to be a result of that goodness. There's got to be some kind of a reciprocal effect when we choose to give praise and thanksgiving unto God most high. Matter of fact, you can read in Mark chapter 4 verse 11 where Jesus said to his disciples, it's been given to you to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. There's a lot of things people outside of the kingdom don't understand. If you're not in relationship with Jesus, it makes no sense to give praise and honor and glory to Him. If you're not walking in relationship with Him, if you've never experienced His forgiving grace and His mercy, if you don't understand His strong hand working in your behalf, then all this may seem very foreign and strange to you because it's wrapped in a mystery. But can I tell you, when you have had your sins forgiven, 
Can I tell you, when you've had your body healed, can I tell you, when you've had your needs met, can I tell you, when you experienced his mighty hand, there is something that rises up within you and you begin to recognize, I can do nothing but give thanks unto the Lord God most high. We can do nothing but bring honor and glory and praise to the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, it's good to give thanks unto God, David said. It's good to sing praises to your name. It's good to declare your loving kindness in the morning. It's good to declare your faithfulness every night. Why? Because it does something in us that causes a shift, a change to happen around us. Oh, the circumstances may be the same, but suddenly we recognize God is fighting for me. God is on my side. He's pushing back the darkness and there's victory in the name of Jesus when I choose to give him honor and give him glory and give him praise. See, you need to understand today you will never see yourself move higher in the kingdom until you learn the mystery of thanksgiving. So many Christians don't understand that, and as a result, they stay babies for life, moving from crisis to crisis. Well, I've came to tell you, God wants us to live from victory to victory. Now, that implies there will be a battle, but it also states we're going to win every one. Come on, somebody say amen. And when we understand that, it changes our thinking and enables us to move into greater realms and dimensions in the kingdom of God. So let's talk about it very quickly. What makes thanksgiving powerful or giving thanks to God? Please understand when I use the word thanksgiving, I'm not talking about turkey on Thursday and watching football after that. I'm talking about opening your mouth and giving praise to the Most High God. All right? Let's make sure that definition is clear in our hearts and in our mind. Psalm 92.10, the same passage says, But my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I've been anointed with fresh oil. What makes Thanksgiving powerful is it brings fresh impartation to you and me. It allows us to experience that fresh anointing, that fresh oil one more time. Isaiah said it this way in Isaiah chapter 40, verses 29 through 31. Even the youths will be faint and be weary. The young men will fall, but you know this one. But those who wait upon the Lord, they shall renew their strength. They will mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I like the way the message says it in verse 31. But those who wait on the Lord get fresh strength. There's new impartation when we choose to give thanks to God. When we choose to worship Him and exalt Him, whether it's good, whether it's bad, whether it's horrible, whether it's wonderful, we give praise to God. Let everything that hath breath give praise to God. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Somebody ought to be saying praise God about right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I remember all that you've done for me. And I'm going to praise you and I'm going to get some fresh oil in my life today. When we choose to praise Him, fresh impartation flows into our hearts and flows into our lives. Psalm 145, verse 14, the Bible says from the message, God gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. What's the key? You begin to give him praise. If you're tired and you're weary and you say, I can't go any further, come on, begin to give him praise. If you're worn out and you're blooded and abused, come on, give him praise. He gives a fresh start to those who are ready to quit. New oil poured on your heart and on your life when you choose to praise God. You say, well, that's all Old Testament. 
That just doesn't fly. Haven't you learned by now? Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, you know what Paul said? He said it this way, we do not lose heart, even though the outward man is perishing, the inward man is renewed day by day. Day by day, I get fresh oil from the throne. I get fresh anointing from the Holy Ghost. He gives the Holy Spirit to us and works miracles among us, is what his word says. Second Corinthians chapter 12, many of you are aware of it, chapters 11 and 12, Paul's talking about everything that he's endured for the kingdom of God. I don't have time to read it all, so make a note on your outline today, read 2 Corinthians 11 and 12. Read the whole thing. But after he talked about being shipwrecked, about being beaten, about being imprisoned, all these things that he's endured for the cause of Christ and the gospel, then he says these words in chapter 12, verse 10. I take limitations in stride and with good cheer. These limitations that cut me down to size, abuse, accidents, opposition, and bad breaks, I just let Christ take over. And here's the key. Here's the key. The weaker I get, the stronger I become. Why? Because it's fresh oil flowing into your life. It's fresh oil for your circumstance. It's fresh impartation for that instance and that time in your life when you need to hear from God. We need to understand that every time we bring a sacrifice of praise, every time we lift our voices in thanksgiving to the Lord, the oil begins to flow. The anointing begins to flow. The yokes are broken off. The bondages are broken away. And we can walk into a place of victory and assurance and confidence that even when I'm weak, that's when I'm the strongest because there's fresh impartation when I begin to give praise to God. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise in this place today. He goes on to say, if you continue to read the story of David, Psalm 89, verses 20 through 24. This is what happens when we choose to give God praise. The Bible says, I found David my servant and poured holy oil on his head. And I'll keep my hand steadily on him. Yes, I will stick with him through thick and thin. I like that. If you've never been in trouble, you may not understand that, but I like that. He's going to stick with me through thick and thin. Good or bad, up or down, he never leaves me and he never forsakes me. That's why I give him praise. That's why I give him glory. That's why I worship him. That's why I get out of bed every morning and I say, thank you, Father, for another breath to give honor and glory and praise to the Most High God because you stick with me through thick and thin. He never lets us go. I love it as it continues. No enemy will get the best of him. No scoundrel will do him in. I'll weed out those who oppose him. I'll clean out all who hate him. I'm with him for good. I love him forever. I've set him on high and he's riding high. Oh, come on. Somebody needs to say, that's me. I receive it. I accept it. Fresh impartation from the throne into my life. And I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. Fresh impartation. Secondly, I want to talk to you about the fact that Thanksgiving is a key to supernatural victory. Supernatural breakthrough. Psalm 92, 11, the Bible says, My eye has also seen my desire on my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise up against me. Listen to me. Everybody here who considers himself a child of God, you're born through the blood of Jesus Christ. You're a part of the kingdom of God. You need to understand you have enemies. There are battles against you. Why? Because when you were born into the kingdom of God, God gave you an unbelievable destiny. 
He gave you an unbelievable hope and future. And the enemy of your soul wants to steal that from you. He wants to destroy that in you. He wants to kill and crush it with all of his mind and being. But when I read this, David said that fresh oil that comes through praising God, that fresh anointing, that fresh impartation also leads me to victory over all my enemies. Read it again. What did he say? My eyes see the desire of my enemies. My ears hear my desire on the wicked who rise against me. Can I tell you when you're in the battle, the easy thing to do is to gripe, grumble, and complain, right? The natural thing to do is to be negative and downcast. The human thing to do, say, I'm done. I'm going to throw in the towel. I quit. I'm tired of it. It's not worth it. But I've come to tell you, the supernatural thing to do is to open your mouth in the midst of the battle and begin to give praise to the Lord God Almighty. It's okay to say, I don't have an answer. I don't have a solution. But I know the God who does. And my eyes are upon Him. Oh, you can read the story in Second Chronicles chapter 20. Uh, three armies, Moab, Ammon, Mount Seir, came against Judah. Jehoshaphat is the king. He had said early in the chapter, we have no might against this great company. There's nothing we can do. We're going to be destroyed. We're going to be overrun and overcome. We're going to be slaves one more time. There's nothing we can do. I don't have an answer. I can't provide the answer. I can't deliver my people. There's nothing I can do. That's what he said very clearly. But then he got a word from the Lord. Oh, can I tell you, if you'll open your mouth with thanksgiving, if you'll open your mouth with praise, even in the midst of the battle, if you'll start giving him honor and glory, if you'll start reciting his goodness to you, if you'll go back and remember all that he's done for you, then you're going to get a word from God. And the word from God is God is fighting for you and he is on your side. Oh, you can read it. It's right there on the screen. It says, after he got a word from God, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. And as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. The Lord set ambushments against the children of Moab and Mount Seir and Ammon, and they were defeated. They killed each other so that when they looked at the battlefield, they were all dead. They were gone because God chose to fight for them. And it didn't happen through a brilliant strategy. It didn't happen through a mighty army. It didn't happen because he hired somebody to come and fight for him. It happened because he got a word from God. And the word from God was in the middle of your battle. You need to open your mouth and you need to begin singing and praising. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. His mercy endures forever. Oh, somebody, get it in your spirit today. You're in the battle right now. Stop moaning and groaning and complaining. Fill your mouth with praise and let God fight for you. Let God bring you victory. Thanksgiving brings supernatural victories. You got to get that in your spirit. You got to find and realize there'll be things you face you will never conquer. You will never defeat. But if you'll turn it over to God through praise and thanksgiving, oh, something happens. Something begins to work. Something begins to move. And God works for you, fights for you, and brings victories into your life. Supernatural victories. Number three, thanksgiving triggers multiplication. 
multiplication. Every blessing you ever receive flows through thanksgiving. Every bit of grace, every bit of mercy, every ounce of peace, every healing, every financial need supplied flows through thanksgiving. What did David say when famine was in the land? He said, I've been old and I've been young, but I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. Oh, come on, magnify the Lord with me. Do you know what the word magnify means? It's actually two definitions when you think about magnify. One of them is as a microscope, where you can put something under a microscope and it makes something small look bigger. The other is in looking through a telescope where something that is already large becomes more like its real size. So when David said, magnify the Lord with me, he wasn't talking about putting a little bit of God under a microscope to make him appear bigger. He was talking about putting a great big God in the lens of that telescope and bringing his size into clear focus so that you know and you understand, no matter my need, I serve a God who is able. And he's a God of multiplication. That's pretty good preaching. Maybe you ought to buy that DVD. You see, we understand it from John chapter 6. Jesus said to the disciples after he had preached to this crowd and they were starving to death, we need to feed them. Where are we going to get enough bread to feed them? We don't have money to buy the bread to feed them. There's 5,000 men. So when you read that scripture in John chapter 6, You'll find Jesus said, or excuse me, you'll find that Andrew said, there's one guy here, a little boy, has five loaves and a few fish. Two small fish. And this, I love this, but what is so little among so many? Oh, come on, you need to hear that. We're talking about a God of multiplication. When you begin to give him thanks, when you begin to praise him, when you begin to recite all that he's done for you and remember his faithfulness to you from generation to generation, then you can say, this is all I got, and it's not much against so many, but with God, it's always more than enough. What is it? And then you read the scripture, Jesus said, make him sit down. He took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples. And I love this. And the disciples to those who were sitting down, and likewise of the fish, and they ate as much as they wanted. Did you hear that? Their need was supplied. There was no lack. There was no, no, oh, we just can have one helping. Oh, no, as much as they wanted. You want seconds? Go ahead. You want thirds? Go ahead. You want to put some in your pocket to take home? Go ahead. They ate as much as they wanted. Because when we begin to give thanks to God, it opens multiplication in our lives. The Bible goes on to say, when they were filled, he said to the disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain so that nothing is lost. You see, when Jesus multiplies something in your life, he wants you to steward that. He wants you to watch over that. He wants you to protect that. And he wants you to make sure nothing gets lost in the mess. That's pretty good stuff. We need to understand that he multiplied the bread and the fishes to feed 5,000 people. Thanksgiving triggers multiplication. Causes faith to arise in your spirit. When you begin to think about all that he's done for you, it causes faith to rise within you. You say, well, he had never done anything for me. Well, today is your day. This is your moment. Because I'm here to tell you when we close this service in just a few moments, he's going to do something for you. 
He's going to save you. He's going to heal you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to prove himself powerful one more time in this house. And you're going to walk out saying, I'm not the man I used to be. I'm not the woman I walked in as. I'm not the teenager that came through the door. God did something in me. He's going to multiply his presence in your life. Number four, Thanksgiving establishes you in the house of God. It plants you. Read the scripture with me, Psalm 92, 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. You know why Christianity has become a fad in many eyes? Because we don't understand the mystery of thanksgiving. Because we don't understand it's really not about me, it's about Him. And if I will focus on Him and give praise and glory to Him, then He does something in me that causes me to be planted. Oh, like a tree planted by rivers of living water, I shall not be moved. Paul said it this way, this one thing I know, everything that I've committed to him, he's going to keep against that day. I'm planted as a tree of righteousness in his house and in his presence. See, there's a lot of folks that don't understand being planted in the presence of God and how Thanksgiving triggers that in our lives. Because if we are people with a grateful heart and a grateful spirit and we practice thanksgiving to God, hear me, this is key. It's going to set some of you free. It will keep you from becoming offended. Come on. It'll keep you from becoming offended. I determined years ago, you can't offend me because I'm planted in the house of the Lord. You can't offend me because your word has to come against the word of God. You can't offend me because I've heard a final revelation and it says I'm a child of the most high and I will not allow you to offend me. Some of you need to get that in your spirit today. You need to bury it deep and let it begin to grow and be watered so that you can be planted in the house of the Lord. Let your roots go deep in the Word of God. Let the Holy Ghost water you each and every day. Let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you and direct you so you flourish as a tree that's planted in the house of the Lord. You bear fruit in season. You do what God has called you to do. But many never get there because we allow ourselves to be offended. Can I say this? I'm just going to say it. Just get over yourselves. Come on, get over yourselves. You're really not that important. You really aren't. Get over yourselves. So what if somebody offended you? Everybody in this room has been offended at one time or another. Get over yourselves and be a tree planted in the courts of the Lord that refuses to take offense, but will stand strong and firm and fight the good fight of faith. It's done through thanksgiving to God. Number five. Thanksgiving brings sustainable value to your life. Oh, you see, when you're always giving God thanks and giving God praise, your life never loses its value. Everybody remembers 2008, right? The stock market crashed. People were devastated. Families lost hundreds of thousands, some even millions of dollars, and they felt their life no longer had value. So many people spend their entire life trying to leave a legacy. I'm going to build a hospital. 
I'm going to establish a foundation. I'm going to do something that will live long after I am gone. Can I tell you, the greatest legacy you will ever live is to have sustainable value in your life. And that value comes not from you. It comes from God. And it begins to build and grow and flow when you said, I am a tree planted in the courts of the Lord. And my value comes not from out there, but it comes from him in me. I am mighty. I am strong. I'm walking in his wisdom. I know his word. I'm flowing in his anointing. He's got a plan for my life. And it doesn't matter what you say. I've got a word from God. And my value comes from the throne. I'm a child of the king. I'm a child of the king. Sustainable value. Psalm 92, 14 says, They shall still bear fruit in old age. There will be a fresh, they will be fresh and flourishing. I don't have time to go into the last five points. They're in your outline. You take them home, you read the scriptures, and you say, Holy Ghost, fresh oil through this word. Fresh oil through this word. Fresh oil through this word. I'm telling you, the word of God is still quick and sharp and powerful. It divides asunder the bone and the marrow, the soul and the spirit, and it cuts to the quick of the matter. So let God speak through his word to your heart in those last five points. Will you do that? So here's the deal. Stand your feet across the room this morning. Here's the deal. You need to understand. Thanksgiving is a mystery that unlocks the kingdom of God to you. It puts you in a position where every good and perfect thing flows from the Father into your life. And everything we receive comes directly from Him. So this morning as we conclude this service, I'm going to give you an opportunity. You say, I need some fresh oil in my life. He's got it for you. But it comes through the gate of thanksgiving. It comes through the gate of praise. It comes through the gate of God. You are mighty and wonderful. You are my Lord and my Savior. Touch me one more time. Anoint me again. Fresh oil in my life. You're here today and you're facing a battle and you need a supernatural victory. I've got a God who does that. And he didn't just do it once or twice. He does it every day. Every day. All you have to do is enter through that gate of thanksgiving and see the victory come into your life today. You're here and you say, I need some multiplication. I've got more out there than I've got in here. My resources are depleted. I need some multiplication. Well, here's my challenge. You bring what you have. You give it to God. Let him bless it. Let Jesus begin to break it. And you watch and see what he does. As you come through the gate of thanksgiving, he multiplies. If you need to be established in the house of God, you've moved from offense to offense to offense. You're here this morning because somebody made you mad in the last church you were in. can't believe he just said that. That's the truth. You're here because you're looking for a place where nobody's going to offend you. I got news for you. I have probably already offended you. And if I didn't this morning, wait till next week. It's going to happen. So you need to get planted in the house of the Lord. You need to sink some roots in the goodness of God. You need to recognize, I don't care what he said. I don't care what she said. I don't care about the gossip. My heart is steadfast in the word of the Lord over my life. And I shall not be moved or shaken in any way. Well, you're here and you need to know my life has value. God has a plan for me. And I'm going to find it today. I'm going to pursue it today. Across this room this morning, you're in this place, and you say, I need Jesus 
to come into my life, to forgive me of my sins, to transform me. Because I want everything you talked about, but I first need Him. I need forgiveness. I need a fresh start. That's what the psalmist said. God gives a fresh start that those that are ready to quit. Psalm 145 verse 4. I need a fresh start. That's you this morning. Right where you're standing, you don't need to bow your heads and close your eyes. There's no shame. Matter of fact, this is the greatest thing you'll ever do in your whole life. Greatest thing you'll ever do. Right where you stand, you raise that hand and say, I need a fresh start. I need a fresh start. Yes, 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 yes. Others across the room. Raise that hand. I need a fresh start. Yes, young man. Others. Yes, yes. Others. Yes, yes. Others across the room. I need a fresh start. Those of you with your hands raised, step out right now. Come. I'm going to meet you. I'm going to pray with you. And God's going to do exactly what you ask. Come on right now. You raise your hand. Come on. From the back, from side to side. Begin to move out and come right now. You need a fresh start. This is your day. Come on. You need a fresh start. This is your day. Come on. Come on. Come on. Welcome them, church. This is a great thing that's happening. They're coming into the kingdom of God. Anyone else you want to join these who are coming? I want a fresh start. This is your day. Yes, come on, sir. You told me before service you were coming. Come on, sir. I welcome you to the kingdom of God. Anybody else? I need a fresh start. I need a fresh start. Oh, God's going to give you a fresh start. I'll wait just a moment. Anyone else? You need a fresh start this morning. Anyone else? I'll wait just a moment. Praise God. Everybody standing here, I want you to pray this prayer with me. There's nothing magical about the prayer. There's nothing powerful about the prayer. What happens is when you express these words in faith to Jesus Christ, He hears you, He receives you, He forgives you, and He transforms you. So pray these prayers with me. Standing out there, pray it with me as well. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God. I believe you died for my sins. I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to give me a fresh start. Transform me. Change me. I don't want to be the same person who walked in. I need you. I want you. I receive you. I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe in my heart that you raised him from the dead. And by faith, I am forgiven. I am forgiven. I am forgiven. Oh, come on, welcome him. Fresh starts. Fresh starts. Fresh starts. Fresh start. I'm not going to have them move out this morning because they're going to be the first praisers in this room. We just step forward just a little bit. You have reason now to give God praise. You have reason now to expect fresh impartation. You have reason to expect supernatural victories. You have reason to expect multiplication. You have reason to expect that you're planted in the house of the Lord. You have reason to believe my life has sustainable value because of what has just happened in your life this morning. So you're the first praisers here today. Now, if you're in this room today and you say, I'm going through something, I need some victory. I need some fresh oil. I need God to come in and come down. I need some multiplication. I need sustainable value. I need to be planted in the courts of the Lord. Then don't walk, but run to this altar. Throw your hands up. Come on right now. Come on right now. Come and begin to give Him praise and glory. Come on across this room today. God's talking to you. Come.
this morning and let him do a work in your life. Let him do a work in your heart. Come on. From every quarter, from the risers, from side to side. Come on. You need God to do something in you and God to do something for you. Come on right now and let's begin to worship and praise. Would you across this room just lift your hands and say it with me. Lord, I praise you. Lord, I magnify you. You are the reason. You are my source. You are my supply. I win because of you. I'm victorious because of you. I'm fighting because of you. I'm not giving up because of you. I'm taking breath because of you. Come on, church. Begin to praise Him and glorify Him. Thank you for listening to audio from Christian Heritage Church located in Tallahassee, Florida. Feel free to give copies of this message to others, but do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. For more information about Christian Heritage Church, please visit us online at chctoday.com.